0: Kia ora, I'm Johnny Steiger. Cheers for tuning in to FBT Podcast, and welcome to our new series, 11 Minutes Back. In this series we look at things in pop culture that you may not know a lot about, where we lay down the somewhat unbiased facts that we find and compile for you. Vaping. Vaping is one of the biggest phenomenons the world has seen since cigarettes. Vaping devices are literally everywhere, with excessive exotic flavors available, advertising as the safer alternative to smoking, and vape companies even going out of their way to give them out to people for free to get them hooked. Almost every shop that you walk into, from dairies and gas stations to supermarkets and liquor stores, all stock large amounts of vape products. So where did vaping come from? Seems to me like a couple of years ago, one vaping store opened up in Auckland and the next day there were like 75 of them. The things just multiply by the minute. So what we know is that it's believed that the modern e-cigarette was invented in 2003 by a Chinese pharmacist. His name was Hon Lick. But tobacco companies have been developing nicotine aerosol generation devices, or vapes, since as early as 1963 vapes evaporate vape juice which is usually made up of propylene glycol or vegetable glycerin base flavorings water and of course nicotine now back in the old days cigarette brands were sold as not being bad for you think back they used to be on the side of cars at rugby games on the side of the field plastered everywhere which if you think about it sounds kind of familiar to vaping And as we know all these years later, smoking is now associated with a raft of health care conditions that you probably don't need to be reminded of. But the difference about vaping is this. There's actually a heap of research showing that vaping is nowhere as near harmless as is being told and sold. But that's all overshadowed by the manufacturers. Here's what we think we know about vaping so far. First of all, It's not the nicotine that causes the harm it's the smoke and the products of combustions like carbon monoxide which is found in car fumes that causes the cancers and the damage. E-liquid or vape juice usually contains propylene glycol which when heated releases formaldehyde gas. Formaldehyde is a naturally occurring chemical that is used in the manufacture of building materials and many household products as well as building materials and cleaning products Formaldehyde is also found in the smoke from cigarettes, unvented gas stoves, wood-burning stoves and kerosene heaters. Formaldehyde, when inhaled as a gas, has been associated with increased risk of leukemia and nasopharyngeal cancer, which affects the upper part of the throat behind the nose. One study concluded that the lifetime risk of developing formaldehyde-related cancer is roughly 1 in 200 for high-voltage e-cigarette users versus one in a thousand for cigarettes. That's at least five times higher of developing formaldehyde-related cancer for high-voltage e-cigarette users versus one in a thousand for cigarettes. As I said, five times higher. They did, however, find no increased risk for people vaping at a low voltage. A new study that was done in 2017, which was initially planned to be a study to show the contradictions to the formaldehyde findings of 2015, as you just heard, came out with a scary finding. The new study reports that not only are the formaldehyde types identified in the 2015 study present when e-cigarettes are used, but in fact they also found that gaseous formaldehyde is also present in the vapour at dangerous levels. The one limitation, however, of the study is that they did not use human subjects, so we don't know how humans would be affected by the formaldehyde in e-cigarettes. Another study done by the UK's Government Committee on toxicity shows that vaping increases the risk of developing breast cancer. A surgeon at the London Breast Institute at the Princess Grace Hospital did a study that should be a wake-up call to those who think the devices are harmless. Now, I find this study really interesting. In this study, mice were kept, some in fresh air, and others exposed to e-cigarette vapour. After a fortnight, they were all injected with breast cancer, and for six weeks, half were kept in fresh air, and the other half, In the environment exposed to the e-ciggy vapour. By the end of the study, they found that the mice who were exposed to the e-ciggy vapour, get this, their tumours had grown almost twice as fast as the mice that were exposed to nothing. The mice who inhaled e-cigarette vapour were also more likely to develop pulmonary metastasis, which are secondary malignant tumours in the lung which is often fatal when it occurs in humans. So far on FBC Podcasts, to recap, we've learned that the main risks associated with e-cigarettes are inhalation of formaldehyde and carbon monoxide, and now, breast cancer. But what about the stats and facts about who uses e-cigarettes and when? Both e-cigarettes and normal cigarettes contain nicotine, which is known to be the most addictive substance in the world, even competing with heroin and cocaine. The standard cigarette is believed to contain about 12 milligrams of nicotine, where e-juices peak up to 50mg nic per bottle. The chemical addiction to nicotine boosts the behavioural addiction to nicotine when used in vapes. Learn more about the difference between chemical and behavioural addictions in FBF, the marijuana episode. The main catch about vaping is that it's endless. Cigarettes only last for 5 to 10 minutes, whereas a vape can literally give you endless nicotine hits 24-7, including when the device is being charged. People can vape inside without setting off fire detectors easily, unless you hotbox a room with a vape. Sorry, uh, Sorry to everyone at 127 Newton Road in Auckland for that little conundrum earlier this year. Furthermore, studies are showing that at least 30% of high school students in New Zealand are vaping, even though the use of cigarettes in high school students around the country is believed to be less than 5%. This is where the gateway effect comes into play. The exotic and secretly delicious flavours mixed with a nicotine hit lights up the evidence that young people who vape are more likely to develop a cigarette addiction in their early adulthood than teens who don't vape at all. So why are vapes being sold as healthy for us? This is where the industry starts to get even more vape juicy. We'll start with Juul Labs. Juul Labs is the largest vaping company in the world. It's headquartered in San Francisco, so California. Ulteria Group, which owns Juul Labs, acquired a 35% stake in the company for $2.8 billion back in 2018. Ulteria, Pay attention to this. Ulterior Group was formerly known as Philip Morris. Sound familiar? That's right. Philip Morris Tobacco. The largest cigarette selling company on the planet chucked $2.8 billion in something that obviously needs to sell. So snuffing out the bad figures and labelling them with false news kind of would make sense to Jewel or Philip Morris to keep the lights on in their mansions. Furthermore, Vipe also called Views, a very popular vaping company here in New Zealand, is owned by BAT, British American Tobacco, the company behind the classics like Dunhill or Paul Mall Siggies. So it would make sense that the manufacturers of these companies would try the same tricks again, advertise it as healthy, and just wait until everyone figures it out for themselves. Doesn't that kind of show you how vaping is working? As I said at the start of this podcast, Cigarettes used to be sold as not harmful for you seems like a fat cloud of deja vu all over again to me But there's also the old what about quitting and smoking argument or the flip side of vaping the good side That helps you put down the ciggies that is advertised to us By now you've probably picked up on the fact that vaping isn't much better for you than the normal durries But a study at the University of Auckland showed that when smokers replace ciggies with vaping and nicotine patches they are more likely to quit than just using an e-cigarette or just gums, patches or lozenges alone. But, so far, we've only really seen people move their addiction from ciggies to vapes instead of actually fixing the root cause of the addiction, the nicotine. But so far, the only thing I've seen people do so far is move their addiction from ciggies to vapes. Instead of actually fixing the root cause of the problem, the nicotine. A random survey of a thousand people in Auckland showed that most people who have used vaping in the last 6 to 12 months to stop the use of durries are still vaping today. And most noted that their use of vape is higher than their initial use of cigarettes. So to put it simply, they're puffing more on the vapes than they ever were on the ciggies in the first place. We know that vaping is extremely addictive and the two largest vaping brands in the world are owned by the largest cigarette suppliers in the world. But the biggest argument of them all. But we also know that it's an extremely more affordable alternative to smoking for now. A pack of durries in New Zealand is $28.90 at the cheapest, most averaging about $35 at the moment, which means a heavy smoker is spending at least $202 on smokes a week based on a pack a day smokers. Whereas vaping will cost you an average of $25 to $30 a week, depending on the juice and coil usage, for even a heavy vapour. So that's a total of $10,519 for a pack-a-day smoker in New Zealand every year. Or just $1,560 per annum for vapors. So the question is, is saving nine dollars a year worth the unknown and known health risks of formaldehyde poisoning, lung cancer, addictive personality traits worth it? You tell me. And that was 11 Minute Facts, the new FBT podcast. Next week, we take a look into marijuana. So stay tuned. Let's go, FBT. What's good?